Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater. We got a full crew to navigate the latest boating news and information and uh, educate our passengers on this virtual cruise through, uh, I, I don't know, it's kind of like a crazy time. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more than normal. And, uh, and Barry is preparing accordingly because he is uh, taking samples a flex tape that he got from the Miami International Boat Show and saving them for a rainy day? Or are you collecting them as like they're some kind of action figure you don't want to take out of the plastic? What's going on there, Barry? What are you doing? I, I, I would say the uh, first one, keeping them, uh, not for a rainy day, the second one, because uh, they may be worth something in 20 or 30 years. You know, if yeah. no one ever, if, if everyone else opens up their sample of flex tape, yeah, then then I'll have the only one that's in the original package, so. Well, you know, here's the thing, Barry, if you have like 30 or 40 or 50 of those things, you know, you could saw your boat in half and then test that. Right. You could well, test the that pro- stuff. The problem is, is my boat will float. You could grind it up in one of those tree trimmers and little bits of it will just float off into the water, into the sunset. It doesn't sink. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, but then it would be in separate pieces. And, and you wouldn't be able to use it, I think, as well. But like I could use flex right. tape to put it all back together again. <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> you need a truckload of those samples. I think, <laughs> I think what we've proved is that Barry is out of his mind. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, and more so than normal. I don't know if he has a little uh, case of the coronavirus and it's starting to attack his brain or what. But uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, this coronavirus is nuts. It is. It's been going on this week. Uh, you know, I, I, and it did make me think. I've talked about this before as far as is your boat is a go-to place for the zombie apocalypse. And, and I'm hoping this isn't the beginning yeah, of that. right. But you have a boat, yeah, right, Mike? I do. I do. So you, you have a place to go. But but do you have to disinfect it first to make sure if that were to be the I'm just catalyst? pouring buckets of bleach on it every day. Oh, and that's safe? Is that okay? Yeah, probably. Patrick, do you recommend putting... Bad for the lungs. But. Uh, well, there's that. <laughs> But uh, what Clorox uh, wipes on you? Wipe down your boat or your vessel, Patrick? Would you do such a thing if you had to retire to to a vessel to save your hide? No. What do you think? No, he doesn't care. He's going to die with no, the, it doesn't the, do the anything. land lovers. It doesn't do anything. What okay? do you mean? It kills the, the bacteria, no, doesn't it, it? No, this virus is spread by respiratory droplets. Yeah. Okay, so you actually have to read the actual science and medical stuff and not do like some other people and. <laughs> jump to these weird conclusions right, but that if have someone no sneezes, basis in science or but, medical fact. Okay, but if someone sneezes... And, and that's, and, just, that's just like people who are wearing these face masks. Right. Face masks don't help. They help the person who may have the virus... Keep it to themselves. Keep it to themselves and right. not spread it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't keep you from getting it if somebody who has it coughs and those droplets, which could be microscopic at best... You inhale them; they mm-hmm. get into your mouth because you, you, yeah. it's not like okay. Ah, but if but you're not, because but if that you're stuff wave, happens, but if so you're wiping down your boat 
continuously and religiously and almost on an OCD type <laughs> thing does you absolutely no good other than you're probably going to start to wear the chrome off of the, the chrome pieces go. and wear and, off the bright and, work <laughs> and you start you start using bleach and stuff like that on your vinyl your vinyl's mm-hmm. going to start to fall apart the stitching's going to come across no here's what you apart. do what i'm so saying don't you do it do it well you could do it once and then sail out to sea away from everybody and you'd be fine anchor out right yeah no yeah. no what do you mean if no you ever, why barry if you ever watched fear the walking dead of all the episodes, time uh, yeah they were walking under the water i, t- I I had that discussion with Greg, and he said I was wrong, and I said no, they walk underwater. He goes, no, they, they walk don't underwater. No, they because they, they can't breathe. I said, Greg, they're dead. Is that Walking Dead or does it matter? Pirates of the Caribbean? No, it, it's Walking Dead. Well, they did that too. Oh, okay. No, wait, Barry, you are wrong. I am a, okay. a connoisseur of the Walking Dead, and, and the dead, yes, can live in the water, but they sink. So unless you fall in the water, you're safe on a boat. They can walk across the riverbed. The lake bed, the ocean bed, but they can walk get- up the opposite side of the slope, and then boom, they come out of the water. But if you're on your boat in the middle of the uh, ocean, <laughs> they or, can come like, up your anchor line. Wrong. That is incorrect. It is not wrong. Yeah, don't anchor, drift. Maybe they could climb up the anchor now that you mentioned it. And what happens when <laughs> they create zombie fish? Then you have nothing to eat, or zombie lobsters. That's true. Basically, they already are. Lobsters as they exist right now. Exactly. They already are. Don't talk <laughs> such blasphemy. I don't want my, my lobster meat Look, don't, to go bad. No that pun would, intended. Don't go overboard with the whole cleaning yeah. stuff. Oh, I agree. But, okay. I mean, if you were going to clean your vessel uh, before... Clean it uh, like you would normally clean it. Well, what, shouldn't you use, like, disinfectant type stuff? No. If you're worried you, about you, that? You, no. Use no? mild soap and water. Well, that just cleans it for cleaning it, don't you? Want to yeah. you want to clean all the goo and the. Well, what what are you doing on your boat where you have goo? There are people coughing. That you have to. And it travels through the up. air and lands on my boat <laughs> in the what, in the marina. The goo. What kind of goo? Greg? It's like a it's a gooey mess, kind of <laughs> sticky like slime from Ghostbusters. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't have any of that on mine. No. Well, no, no but I like keep this boat clean as it is. I do, but I, I, use, anyway. I use bleach wipes in the head. No, area see, that's all that was okay, in the head, which you use the, galley, the same type of yeah. stuff that you would use in your house. Yeah. You would use in your bathroom. Right. Okay. Although you want to be careful with bleach products, liquids in yeah. the head system because it can deteriorate the rubber seals. And just, okay. just so we're all clear here, I was kidding. I don't pour buckets of bleach all over my boat. Right. That would be that was bad. a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. But, but you know, I'm just saying, people It is are the thinking, whitest boat in the marina. <laughs> it is very clean. It okay. is very clean. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, now you know what not to do or what to yeah, consider. Yeah, don't listen to Greg. I'm, not, <laughs> I did, I, I'm just throwing it out there just to see what people were thinking. And, you know, I know well, Can Mike, we think that you're an idiot? No, we, we can do. think that if... No, if, we do. If the apocalypse comes... Everybody raise their hands. Show of hands. I'm going Mary, to Mike. Mary, Mike. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm joining three, Mike that's the Mariner three to, three on his four. boat. Not only think, is Greg, it, think. I'll be safe, uh, I know Mike the Mariner's boat will be clean. Listen, when you go on your next cruise, just take tomorrow. All, take all your hand sanitizers. I'm living and, life dangerously. I literally am going on one tomorrow. Yeah, wow. That's cool. Yeah. How about that? No, it's not. That's He's someone not who lives back. life on the edge. <laughs> literally, that's the name of the boat. That's why I said On the edge? Yeah. It's called the, the <laughs> Corona of the Sea. Yeah, you're hilarious. I mean, if anybody's at prime risk, it would be a guy who's had his chest split open. Why? It's closed well, because, now. <laughs> yeah, but there may be stuff left in there. 
that has no coronavirus in it. Thank you very much. You mean like some, a surgical some of those, tool? <laughs> some of those hand sanitizing wipes. And, yeah. uh, you so, and I believe there's some goo. Oh, there's goo in everyone. <laughs> there's definitely goo in every one of us. Anyway. All right, so How that's we get here. Uh, you know, that, <laughs> I try, Mike. I try. You heard the pre-show meeting. I was like, Greg, please, please don't go down this path. Please, I have a whole slate of things. Well, get that we to can it. Quit about. whining and, and talk about it. Go. You're on. Go, Patrick. Go. Let's Come talk, on. Let's talk Good about. Good Lord, let's go. Let's talk about death. Okay. <laughs> That was a great segue. Uh, it was. <laughs> he's a pro. I, actually, <laughs> he's a pro. Because Mike is, is is aware of, of kind of the direction I want to go in, but I want to start with this story mm-hmm. um, for a couple different reasons. We all die. Wife said husband died in boat accident, but autopsy found lethal amounts of what? Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was uh, uh, Benadryl. Ah! Uh, Oh, my story. Oh, wait. Benadryl. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) So um, this Idaho woman said her husband fell overboard during a morning boat ride in 2018, was just arrested this week in connection with his death. Uh, Lori Eisenberg, 66, was taken into custody Monday on a felony charge of first-degree murder following a grand jury indictment. They Ah. must have really wanted this this lady. Uh, So... uh, she said that her husband, they were out on the boat. He disappeared February 13, 2018, after Lori said he fell off their boat in Lake, uh, in the area of uh, Powderhorn Bay while he was looking at a stalled motor. Um, Lori said she spent some time searching for Larry but could not find him. He was found weeks later after a resident called 911 to report seeing a body floating in the lake, which, if it was Greg, they would have said it's a zombie. Um, an <laughs> autopsy found that he had a lethal amount of Benadryl in his system. So, hmm. first thing, wow, and, what does Benadryl what the, taste cause, like? Because <laughs> well, I'm going to show you her picture, and you, and you have to think. Okay, so now she's single and she has a boat. And I don't think that's going to do much for her. <laughs> Just saying, better be a really, really massive boat. Uh, what what's considered a lethal amount? Well, yeah, Barry I, wants enough to, know. to make you die. <laughs> Barry wants specifics. I mean, I mean, I guess you know, you would think with Benadryl it would be have to it'd have to be enough to where it would you would drown in it because well, I, I, how do you? Get somebody to take a lethal dose of Benadryl. I don't know. Pour it on their frosted flakes or well, something? Well, you're on a boat. You're always drinking something. Okay. You could say that. Here. Uh, hey, it's a new cocktail I mixed up there. Ooh, this tastes disgusting. <laughs> hey, but you know that itch is gone. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast we walk up to this huge yacht nick's standing there all sexy it is ahoy ahoy <laughs> check this place out I've been on a boat bigger than this. We go boating a lot in Florida. I'm a boater. I'm experienced. And I look great on a yacht. Hey, boy with a boater. Look at what you did. You made my hawker like a motor. And I'd like to take you out. Maybe give me a shout sometime. You're gonna hump them. You're gonna hump them down the hatch. Okay, so I'm a little older. Maybe that just means that I can be a little bolder. So I think that you and I should give things a This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew. All right, so Benadryl is a uh, bad choice of chemicals to sprinkle on your captain's cornflakes if you're trying to off them and blame it as a freak boating accident, I guess. But you can clean your boat with it. Can you? Well, clean your boat with anything. Hmm. Well, if you don't want your boat to itch, right? Yeah. (laughs) It'll smell fantastic, though, afterwards. (laughs) The rash will go away if he had one, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But uh, they they caught her. Uh, you know, I assume he she poured it in a drink or or it's food or something. We do we don't know. I guess you right. Don't, you don't. It, that's you know what. Not looking too deeply into that case. That's gonna. That's a stretch. What do you, you mean? Know? I mean, well, they're gonna have to have something in her background, like they were getting ready to file for divorce, or there were you know some. Oh, uh, she wanted the boat. Oh, they wouldn't that. give it to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, it's going to be, uh, how do you prove that, you know, she spiked his drink or his cornflakes? Well, they that, found Benadryl someplace where they well, realized he was poisoned with it. Well, so it was in his system. They, right. They performed so, an autopsy and he had a lethal amount of Benadryl. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a hell of a lot of Benadryl. 
You would think. <laughs> you would I didn't. Think. Well, you. Uh, uh, I would imagine you would have to ingest it too, though, because Benadryl is usually anointment. Well, no, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, you know what they found? What they found was. Bottle after bottle after bottle of Benadryl stuffed into his pants pockets and his shirt's pockets. And that's sank him to the bottom. autopsy. They found him with a lethal amount of Benadryl. Uh, he drowned. She probably uh, ordered a case of it on Amazon. No, you, Benadryl is a liquid, too, uh, Barry. It's not just pills. No, well, that's for children. You use the liquid. But no, that's not true. It's happen? like an itch, itching ointment. You use it for, like, poison ivy. You, you sound like someone that knows better. What do you mean? Uh, I do. Uh, oh, okay. I, I mean, I've, I've used it. I mean, it's an itch medication, so it could be liquid or pill form. So I think I don't even know about the pills, but I guess it could be. So who knows? Whatever she did, <laughs> if you're thinking about offing your captain, this probably isn't the best way to do it. Yeah. At least not without the total amount of Benadryl that was needed. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm, I, I am kind of curious as what is the lethal dosage? Only one way to find out. Here, Captain <laughs> yeah. Patrick, drink this. <laughs> Patrick, could you Google that, please? No. Um, I'm busy doing. I'm bu- busy uh, hosting the show. That may oh, that's be what hard. you're here for, Mike. That's oh, probably, wait a minute! You didn't bring your laptop. I did not, but I have my phone. Yeah, that'll help. That's I probably have an how she got caught. They checked her Google history. You know, so you don't yeah, want to check well, Patrick's they, they, history. They, they, they couldn't me. even convict Casey Anthony, uh, and she she Googled how to drown your kid. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> uh, All right, okay. any more death boating stories you want to share, Patrick, or can we take a more positive turn? We're, we're, we're going to take a positive turn, and then we're going to come back to death because okay. it's just that type of show. <laughs> it's just what he does. Um, <laughs> but all of these stories and more can be found on the World of Boating Facebook page or at worldofboating.com. So, so you've if, been warned. If, if you haven't liked us, please like us on Facebook. Please spread the word because we are the show that one station out of 50 doesn't mind airing. <laughs> okay. There you go. There's that. Yeah. I love that. Line. Like us. Just lie and say you yeah. like us. Okay. okay. Here, here's a story that came out this week, and I want to throw this question to you guys. So the story on CNN, not fake news, uh, says, if you drive an expensive car, you're probably a jerk. Oh, Scientists I did see says. that. Yes. So my question is, and I put up a poll on Facebook, and I'll tell you the results because there was an overwhelming to which one side. And you guys could probably guess which side this thing <laughs> tilted. But the scientists are dirt poor. This was a scientific study? Yes. Wow. Okay. So Fake news. Not does fake. this correlate to boats and boaters? So the more expensive the boat, are you probably a jerk? No, no, has nothing to do with it. Did you it's not jealousy? You know, I, I, I have some very great friends with with some very nice boats that are not jerks, right? Did did I you did, not I didn't say know? for sure? Is it probably? <laughs> probably. A wait, jerk. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, uh, Barry. What? Thurston Howell the Third was never nice to the to Gilligan or the skipper. Uh, he wasn't mean to, but them. he didn't. He didn't have a yacht. He tr- he was a passenger on a yacht, and he was just a pompous fool. He was pompous, right. but he wasn't a jerk was, to him. Was, no, oh, I, I the, what? Yeah, I don't uh, think he was a boater. Was you, he? you need you need to you need to go hang out at the boat ramps, and you see the ones that come in the go fast boats with the three and four engines, everything polished, and how they act at the ramp, honking their horns and telling other people to get out of their way. Uh huh. Okay, uh-huh. that that's just you. 
They want no, you to not, get out of their way, that, Barry. That's not. That's not. <laughs> no. It's not. It's not just Barry. Okay, so okay. there was a study, or you 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 conducted a poll. Uh, we did, we did we put a poll up on the Facebook page for World of Boating, and there's still a few days left, but we're going to call it done at this point because it tilts in the the obvious direction that I want it to, which so. is what. <laughs> <laughs> Will you, you care to share the results now uh, or what? I I can if you Okay, want. go ahead. Get to it. Let's go. Uh, I'm scrolling, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. I think he was sitting here for an hour before the show voting yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, now, the world of Facebook polls are the most scientific of polls. Of course. And these are used within the industry uh, they set the course. They set direction for certain things. I mean, there are industry leaders that we know listen to the show mm-hmm. and check out the world of Facebook, uh, the, the world of boating on Facebook, yeah. and they look at these polls and right. they set their business models based on this. Uh-huh. So that's a lot of power. Yeah. Well, hey, it's with, a it's with a, a lot of power. We, with that, a lot we 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 take no responsibility with that. Okay, so. <laughs> Two to one by a two to one margin. Yeah, out of all the votes cast, mm-hmm. big boats equal big egos. Well, you know that's no different than the sports car uh, stereotype. But it's Duh. not a stereotype. Yeah. This is scientific. This is based on science. Well, our listeners, our our perusers this of the world scientific. of Facebook, look, this the is the a perception. Are, are, is what it is. Are the most? They are the smartest of the smart. Yeah, out there. Well, trust me. Don't denigrate our listeners. I'm not denigrating our listeners. What I'm saying is, people that vote that way are usually the ones have less money. So you know, when everybody hates you like that, that you are successful. And to wit, that's what. To that's wit, how I yeah, look at to it. To wit, everybody those, hates those me. who have the big votes <laughs> vote the other way because they think that they're right. I want to be hated and rich. Thank you very much. More coming up on the world of voting. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater. So just to clarify, you know, I, I said right there before the uh, before the break that, you know, I, I want to be that person everyone hates that's uh, filthy rich. You, you got no worries there. Well, the problem is uh, a lot of people do hate me, but I'm not filthy rich, so I don't know where I'm You got to work up. on that. Yeah. You got to work on that. So you've got half of it. <laughs> yeah, he's got the you've filthy got, part. You've got half of, of your 50, goals met. <laughs> 50% there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. You, you can start collecting flex tape. You may be rich with that one day. Okay. Go back to sleep, Barry. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> okay. So let, let, me just, let me just finish up on this. Yeah. Researchers from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, speculated that the expensive car owners felt a sense of superiority over other road users and were less able to empathize with lowly sidewalk dwellers. They came <laughs> to this conclusion after asking volunteers to cross a sidewalk hundreds of times, filming and analyzing the responses by car drivers. Researchers used one white and one black man and one white and one black woman, also finding cars were more likely to yield for white and female participants. (sighs) That's troubling at at best. 
Uh, but the best predictor of whether a car would stop was its cost. Hmm. Disengagement and a lower ability to interpret thoughts and feelings of others, along with feelings of entitlement and narcissism, may have led to a lack of empathy for pedestrians among costly car owners. This discovery of car value to jerkish behavior isn't new. <laughs> um, the Finnish, there was a study done in Finland that found men who own flashy vehicles are more likely to be argumentative, stubborn, I don't know what the hell empathetic. you're talking about. <laughs> that may also correlate, as they put in this study, to um, one particular Honda pickup truck owner. No, I don't think. <laughs> so to duplicate that study in the boating world, you'd have to have people swimming back and forth across the intercoastal waterway. I, right. I, I think. I think what you would have. I think what you would have to have, honestly, if you were going to do this on, on water, you would have to have probably people in like uh, canoes or kayaks that. We're coming across a channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to see the yeah. female in the in, canoe with plenty of room, and not not to to cut off a boat, but or that we're in the waterway. And does the big yacht come past? There's other out parameters. Wake or do they slow down? You know, measurements and things like that that I think could play into this whole thing about whether you're going to take notice of the canoeer. You hear what I'm saying? I know you do. <laughs> you're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Looks like one ship was saved today. A relationship. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike, the Mariner, Barry, the boater, running at the crew. We are one happy family here at the World of Boating. We all get along. We never disagree. Or we, they just admit that, okay, Greg's always right, and we move on. Shut but up. when it comes what, to... during the break? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to uh, this survey that Patrick is talking about... It that, wasn't a survey. It was a scientific study. Yeah, to, whatever. To, done by an actual university. And the other one, it correlated with a study that was done by, oh, the country of Finland. Right. And you know what, how we feel about them. The Finnish? No. No, we're, we're not, not finished. finished. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm doing the same jokes as Barry. Uh, uh, shoot me now. Think, Greg. Put, put think. a red watch cap on you, and you guys are clones. Oh, God. Need it today. It's cold out. Yeah. Anyway, but, but your, well, your point is that expensive boats and their owners are more jerkish. No, than, that wasn't my point at okay, all. Okay, then what's my, your my, point? My point. Why are you trying to divide America? My point was, is there any correlation as this study shows, could that then translate? Translate, thank you, down to boat and or yacht owners. And when we're talking about expensive boats, we're not necessarily talking about huge yachts. We're talking about people that may have a hundred and eighty thousand dollar, two hundred and twenty thousand dollar surf boat. You know, mm-hmm. does that make them more or less? Are they more? Are they are they a better boater? To their fellow boaters, or are they more uh, standoffish, ignorant, priggish, however you want to put it? Well, you know, you're talking about stereotypes. I'm not talking about stereotypes. You are. I'm not. A, you, if you're saying if you have an expensive boat, that you're a jerk. 
That's you're not saying, what I does said. That, no, you're saying, does that translate into boating? That's, That's what, what I said. Assuming that it Which was a question. Does. And our world of boating uh, listeners kind of said yes, two to one. Is that in that, that what? They, the, they said yes. The, 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 informal the bigger, bigger the boat, the bigger the I think the it's emo. hogwash. And I don't like it. I don't like that kind of talk. It's stereotypes. It's Everybody's not stereotypes. It, what do you mean it's not stereotypes? If you Greg, say, just, if you just got because, an expensive just because, boat, just because the, these people feel this way doesn't make it a stereotype. These are people's actual feelings. This is based on their experiences out on the water. This isn't them, believe me, just going in, well, I think I'm going to choose this one over this one. Right. This is based on their time out on the water. What they've seen mm-hmm. are people with more expensive boats acting like Bigger imbeciles. Right. So they have stereotyped those individuals. No. Like, no. What do you mean? No. That's not, that's not a stereotype. That's based on an actual no, that's their, experience. That's their anecdotal experience. It's not an anecdotal experience. <laughs> it is if they've experienced that. That's with, not an anecdote. That's not an anecdote. Okay, whatever. It's not scientific. It's more scientific than that hot wash you just out of your mouth. Man. I don't know what he's talking about. He's talking such hogwash, uh, isn't he, Mike? Back me up here. It's all over the map. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over the map. I, you know, I'm just saying. We don't use maps. We use charts, Mike. Everybody is, uh, everybody is different. You and, can't get those anymore either. And, and Mike will back me up on this. He alluded to it earlier. He hey, knows don't, a lot don't of, put any pressure on Mike. No, he said this. He he's said, like the kid between two battling parents. Okay. His he's seated experience right between us. has been that the the people with fancy boats or inexpensive boats are very very nice folks they're like anybody else sure it's no different than you know meeting a rock star or somebody who has you know crap loads of money which back in the day i used to mingle with bon jovi yes he knew me as bob is what he called me he thought my name was bob but he still knew me (laughs) and i thought he thought thought your name was guy no it was bob Bob, will you please take out the garbage no it it wasn't like that at all but regardless, uh, he was a super nice guy, and the guy had more money than God. You know, so the, you know, I think it's it's up to the individual. Are there jerks out there that you know spend way too much money on boats and things, and they are jerks? No. Yeah, of course there are. But you no, know, no, I don't. It's not. It's not that you spend too much money. Is how do you treat other people? Well, thinking that you okay, are there are holier but than it, they are. You don't need a uh, expensive boat to treat people like dirt. Is yeah, my point. I've seen jerks in canoes. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And to stereotype to say but because you can run they, those down. If, if, <laughs> to say that if they have an expensive boat, they're going to be a jerk is not. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. You, you need to give them the benefit of the doubt first, and then if they end up being a jerk, you know you can run them down. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, there it's a bad go. policy to be a jerk when you're in a canoe because gross tonnage prevails. Right, size matters. <laughs> yeah, uh, no question. <laughs> I agree with you on that. So, all right. So we've we've kind of navigated through this whole topic, proving once again that I'm right, and you're welcome, uh, Patrick. <laughs> Would you like to move on to something else to be Just corrected breathe. on? <laughs> No, I, I, no. I mean, what's the point? I mean, if you're going to be right about everything, because obviously in this one you're wrong, because it goes against what you said. Every facet of what they found in these two scientific, fact-based studies, and out of all of that, the most fact-based, scientific, defining of all is the poll that we put on the World of Boating Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, if you say so. And and our listeners, <laughs> mm-hmm. bear in mind, right. our listeners, yeah. the people who pay our bills, yeah. are always right. 
Okay, and your point is what? You're wrong. <laughs> How many times have I said I'm I'm right even when I'm wrong? I've said that. And so, once again, I've proven it. Okay. So, moving so, on. Yeah. Uh, now we wanted to get into the uh, a, a little a little darker, but we're, we're not going to do all so much on the death uh, of these things that have happened. But we've had a couple incidents um, that have occurred recently in the past few weeks. And, and Mike talked with me about one of them. And Barry talked with me about the other one. And... I, Greg, I know your disposition towards these things, and we don't like to to do these too much. And I'm always kind of hesitant to bring them to the uh, the news table, if you will, uh, to bring them up for discussion. But these two things that occurred are going to lead us into a, a, a bigger discussion that uh, is going to be, I think, pertinent, of course, to our listeners. And one, of course, is we had this this devastating uh, marina fire in Alabama. Uh, as Mike was telling me during the break, they found the root cause of the fire, which was uh, somebody who was cooking meth on the boat that where that fire actually started. Hmm. And in a marina late at night where everything, of course, is moored up and boats are fiberglass or they're wood, you know, and the dock is wood, uh, it spreads really quickly. And unfortunately, there were some some deaths that occurred and uh, uh, an acquaintance of Mike uh, of Mike's knows somebody or was related to. Uh, uh, so um, anyway, that has led us to a discussion of when you're on your boat of such a size where it's kind of a liveaboard, like what Mike has, or you're in a marina and you're staying overnight, do you have or do you go over with your guests, with your passengers, or even if you're on the boat by yourself, do you have an escape route? Do you have an escape plan? Do you have the appropriate number of fire extinguishers on board, not just relating to a fire extinguishing bottle or system down in the engine room, but do you have the appropriate size fire extinguisher in the appropriate compartments down in the cabin? Right. Now, I had a customer this past week that called. He was buying a used 35-foot uh, yacht, his blower's, uh, weren't working. I directed them towards the fire suppression bottle because when those go bad, those are wired basically in the circuit with the blowers. And if those bottles go bad, the blowers won't work. And he said he looked at the manila tag on it and it had never been punched. This boat is like 10 years old, had never been punched, never been inspected. And for sure, the fire bottle was bad. Um, so aside from making sure that your fire suppression system is working correctly, which should be inspected annually, um, is I was always of the mindset where every compartment where somebody could be down in the cabin, there's going to be a fire extinguisher. Forward mm-hmm. V-berth, aft cabin, galley, and even in the head. Because they don't take up a whole lot of space. You can mount one inside the cabinet, and God forbid you need one, you've got you've got one. And you should always have a briefing with your crew for the right. you know, before you leave the dock, right? Or before right. they or as they board, like, hey, we're going to go through a quick little uh, briefing here, let you know where all the safety gear is, and uh, educate uh, everybody appropriately. You do right. that, Mike. Mm-hmm. I know Mike, the mariner, he couldn't be a mariner if he didn't do that. I know he's just very responsible in that regard. Yeah, and you you, you need to, you talked about escape routes one time, and and you need to explain to people how to get out of certain parts of the boat that are enclosed. Right. You know, like through the forward hatch and mm-hmm. things like that. Show them how the hatch opens. Yeah. Well, obviously, like you know, that's being drilled home right now after that conception uh, boat fire mm-hmm. that happened out off of uh, Catalina well, last here, year. Here's what happens, though. Even, even when you do that, when, when 
something like this occurs when there when there is a fire and chances are it's not your boat it's going to be the boat next to you or three boats down and that fire spreads and then you find yourself you're in a compartment where i, I gotta f- kind of fight my way out of here mm-hmm. do you you're not trained to do that so are you going to remember enough so you got to make it simple enough for yourself and your passengers to where a to b and i'm out i agree right. with captain patrick first time ever there you go. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast that's high quality h2o well i was born in the sign of water and it's there that i feel my best this is the world of boating gregor first mate that's me along with captain patrick mike the mariner barry the boater and it is time for a cool change jump in the water cool off actually you don't even have to do that it's pretty cool all across the country right now so maybe you don't need to even get in the water but you might see the uh the dolphins the whales that's one of the benefits of being on a boat. Wouldn't you agree? You'd agree with me on that too, wouldn't you, Patrick? I'm kind of feeling this this bonding experience we had since we actually agreed. Don't overthink it. Okay. 
Probably. So uh, we just have over. a few more minutes left before we have to round the horn and head back to Doc. So what do we got, Patrick? Well, just finishing up on uh, the the topic of the the fires and having an escape route and yep. and things like that, making sure your passengers are aware is also if you're staying in a marina, uh, such as like where Mike has his his boat moored, is being aware of an escape route there as well, and if there are fire hoses or fire extinguishers out on the dock mm-hmm. where they are located they are. in proximity right. to where your boat is. Because we we all have that want to help, um, you know, in times of crises like that. But we need to make sure that we're doing it, you know, in a responsible manner, and that we're not putting ourselves at risk. Because we can't help others if we ourselves are in danger, or you know, sure. we put ourselves in a position where we're now injured. And we um, we just experienced that in in the marina a few weeks ago. I told you about a boat that caught on fire. Right. Uh, that's on the same dock my boat's on, and uh, luckily the fire department arrived very quickly. Um, but they had trouble getting that fire out. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, every, every time they uh, suppressed it, flares it, up. It flared up again because it was electrical in nature. So, yeah. It's uh, they 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 were moving other boats uh, away from it. Um, one of them is a customer of yours, I think you know, um, and a, a twenty six Regal. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they moved that boat out, and uh, uh, they were making plans to to pull that boat out of the slip. But I think they got the fire out before they had to do that. But then they moved it over to um, it's it's uh, hauled out now. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's just be aware uh, of your surroundings, and mm-hmm. coupled with that is um, Mike. I know you have insurance on your boat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Barry. Did you carry? Were you carrying insurance on yours? Yeah, I carry the um, uh, you know the liability, and also if you spill oil or fuel, because that's an expensive fine. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, all right, so I guess the question is, you know, for our for our listeners and for boaters, we know boats are expensive, whether you're buying a new or you're buying a pre-owned. We know boating as a whole can be expensive, whether we are trailering our boat or we're in a marina like Mike is. It's a commitment. <laughs> we, we, we know there are expenses there, but what you don't want to overlook is the insurance uh, and making sure that you've got not only insurance, but that you've got the right coverage or an appropriate amount of coverage. Like Barry just pointed out, I mean, having coverage for accidental spillage uh, in the waterways where the uh, the FWC can come in and really rake you over the coals financially uh, is a uh, is a huge savings. So spend a little now, or you're going to spend a lot later. Well, just be responsible for yourself, and that's part of having insurance like that. Yeah, and it's, that- uh, and not promoting one particular insurance company over another. It's just a lot of people go out and they buy a boat, and, they, and they, okay, you know, I bought I bought the boat. I got the trailer. I had to get the the Honda pickup truck to haul this fifteen uh, footer because that's most it can tow. So um, yeah, I hear you. So uh, now now all my money's tied up, and but, I don't I don't have money for the appropriate safety gear. I don't have the money for uh, the the appropriate insurance, and I'm just going to go out and throw caution to the wind. Well, and, not even that. You can plan for everything, and, and things happen. I mean, accidents happen. 
And if you're not covered, if you don't have the proper insurance and you end up making a mistake, uh, it could cost you dearly, let alone the environment or Mm -hmm. other people nearby. And that's where, that's why I am saying, you know, take responsibility, make sure you have the proper coverage, make sure you're, you're not uh, jeopardizing, not just yourself, but your fellow boaters. Don't be that jerk. Don't be that rich boat, you know, (laughs) jerk owner guy. Now, uh, before we before we go, I want to touch on this one real quick. Barry bought this uh, up, and this is kind of just as a general. For those of you out there, you boat, you've got uh, autopilot navigation systems. Right. If you're using your autopilot, you have to maintain a watch. You have to maintain a watch. You need to be scanning the horizon. You need to be aware of what's around you, what you're coming towards, because there was a tragedy down in Barry's area where this boat was on autopilot and struck another boat and wound up killing a guy and totally, completely, 100% avoidable. By not using autopilot. By No, you can use autopilot. But you have to be responsible in its operation, in its use. Right. Autopilots do not take the place of good seamanship. And unfortunately, people are more apt not to practice good seamanship when they're out on the water. I've said it before in the past. Every time I go out on the water, every time, if I haven't learned something new, there's a new system on the boat, something like that, if I haven't taking the time to practice a skill it was a wasted trip right your autopilot should be like your first mate uh because you you shouldn't uh you would never let me run the controls or be at the helm no, the autopilot should be, should be seen and not heard <laughs> hmm. just like my first mate <laughs> i don't know if i'm comfortable with that but on that note we'll wrap it up for this week till next time remember yeah. whether it is sail or motor life, life is, is better life is better as, as a boater boater safe boating everyone World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.